Welcome to another edition of the Scozy Football Podcast. Uh, Scotland, nothing ever happens. Pumped by Denmark, dumping Moldova, smashing Austria. Who are the real Scotland? So many donuts in the SPFL. And uh, odds and end award scores after 24 seconds. What a diddy league the EPL is. Anthony Maguire is with me in Perth. It's lovely to see you, Anthony. I'm still locked down. It's 12 weeks now and counting. I I just watched the football. How are you doing? I I can't tell, Richard. I'm very well. Um, Yeah, did Odson Edwards step up a league or drop down a league? Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, I think we probably should obviously focus on Scotland first. And obviously, apologies to our listeners for not podding last week. Uh, Richard and I were on an impromptu international break. Uh, Not planned, but uh, we are back. And uh, we'll we'll obviously endeavour to be out weekly for the next run of uh, league fixtures. Um, Scotland, six points out of nine. Um, Denmark absolutely romping it at the top of the, um, having conceded a goal in qualifying yet. Um, so 2-0 is probably quite a, not a bad result away from home against them. Um, but to bounce back, uh, 1-0 against Moldova, a, pl- a plethora of chances, shall we say, but probably a wee bit stickier than it, it probably needed to be. Um, but we, we sort of got the, got the win that we needed. Um, and then the, the big result, the one that, you know, Maybe a bit unexpected, but maybe we should start expecting this because this is this is the new Scotland that we actually maybe get the results that we need when we need them. One 0 away from home against Austria. Admittedly, Austria in a bit of disarray at the moment. I don't know if their manager's still in a job or not, but you still ride over there and do the business. And uh, I think Austria are quite lucky to stay with eleven men on the park, if I'm not mistaken, Richard. Yeah, and I think it was it was a decent game. And um, first time I ever thought that the video assistant referee was a good guy. Um, <laughs> we got one. We got one. Yeah, we got we got one and escaped one. I think, but, but yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that a I well, Lyndon Dykes doing very well in both those games and being very calm and dispatching uh, decent chances. What a good guy! What a great find he has been. In fact, uh, one of those kind of Lee Griffiths type characters who really leads the line very, very well. Um, confidence, great striker. Wee bit lucky with that penalty. I think he I think he gives you that out ball. So if you are under a bit of pressure, you're under the cosh, you know you can hit it up to Lyndon Dykes and he'll he'll have make a good effort to at least try and get a flick on or hold it up. Just allow you allow it to bring the midfield out and the defence out. So I think he gives he gives quite a lot. You know, he's he, he has his limitations, but I think the guy's a trier and he, he works incredibly incredibly hard so i believe that's him now five goals in five games including his qpr appearances Pretty so good. so he's 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 doing all right at the moment and i still think che adams i still think he there's Strolling can get more out of him um i i think it's coming but um i think at the moment if you're going to play one up top it's pretty much going to be Lyndon dykes he just gives you that 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 dynamic that that you need particularly maybe away from home um, but uh, but Chad you know, again- is brilliant because he creates space. I mean, he 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 can smack the ball like any good striker. He hits the ball hard, fast, and relatively accurately. But he creates a decent amount of space. 
It does. It does. And I think, you know, John McGinn sort of feeding off the front two does work quite well. I just, I just think Scotland are, you know, it's always going to be these tight 1 0 type victories. It's never going to be high scoring, free, free, free flowing sort of attacking football. It's always going to be quite, quite stodgy. And, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, if they get to the World Cup, are we going to remember like the, the style, the substance of the, the wins in the qualifying campaign? Nope, we're just Anthony, trying to remember we, that this, this World Cup. the Scozy football podcast. We've watched Australia qualify uh, for World Cups playing similarly stodgy football. And uh, you, you sound like somebody that could be from one of these kind of really dark towns in Perthshire that doesn't get out very much to watch football when you talk about it in those terms. Well, it's just, you know, like it, it's. You know, yeah, I, you know, he, Steve Clark's got a, got a bit of a mantra and he knows what he's doing and he likes that siege mentality. The media's against him. Oh, you know, I hope that shuts some of the, the people in the media up after the, the Austria win. So he's got his way of manipulating the situation so that, like, it's us against them. Backs to the wall. It was working for him. So fucking long may it continue. And we are now in the box seat because Israel took points off of Austria. It's, us, it's ours to lose. Second spot is ours to lose. So we're playing Israel again. Yes, and that's yes. that's the that's the big one. If we crack that one, we've then got Moldova and the Faroe Islands away, and you like to think that they should be victories. Although the Faroe Islands managed to get a two-one victory over Moldova, so there's there is that. Um, well, Denmark took ages to break down Moldova. Mm. Oh, sorry, uh, the Faroe Islands. It was mm. very late in the game before uh, they they put anything in the net against them. Well, maybe well, they still won. But uh, yeah, it was complete reverse of the Scotland game. Uh, Faroe Islands being a kind of a Danish dependent territory, so they probably didn't want to embarrass them. And the last game we've got is against Denmark. So by that time, Denmark will be so far qualified they probably could have qualified twice. Um, so you never, you never know. They might, there might be a clamour for them to play a, a second string team against Scotland at Hamden. So you don't know. But like I said, hopefully by that point, both teams are qualified and it's a dead rubber, um, and we can look to the the qualifying playoff against the, another second qualify, you know, second um, finishing group or team in a group. We'll see how we go from there. Aye, whatever that goes. And um, before we leave international football, uh, Valley Maria Mendiola, one of the singers of Bacara, uh, yes, sir, I can boogie, uh, who died this week. God rest her soul. Uh, the SPFL, the weekend that had just passed, that was quite exciting. Yeah, look, I mean, Rangers had to work very hard um, at Madama Park to um, to get over the line in Perth. So that um, Michael Halloran opened the scoring for St. Johnson at 51st minute. Absolute brilliant strike, like cuts inside. Very, very tidy finish, sort of, um, you know, left, left uh, the keeper, no chance there. Uh, Rangers find a way back in with a penalty. Uh, Ryan Kent getting sort of um, dragged down. I'd say, watched a couple of times, say that was definitely a penalty. Um, and Kemar Roof uh, hitting the roof of the net to uh, make it one each. And then a wee bit of, a bit of a scrimmage after that, Richard. Did you, any, did, did you see that? Did you have any thoughts on that? Or? Hey, oh, you know, one of these kind of could be anything, could be nothing. And uh, yeah, I think just that the less said, the better. 
It would, I mean, Alfred Morales runs in there, and you sort of like, on the first glance, think, did he stick an, like, an arm or an elbow in? And then I watched it again, I couldn't be sure. So, like, you'd rather, like, you'd rather the benefit of the doubt. He probably didn't even see it the first time, let alone, but I watched it several times. It was just odd, but it was obviously one of those encounters where it was just a little bit, a little bit spiteful in places. And then James Tavernier with an absolute worldie to, to, to win it. And the yeah. dip on that left uh, Xander Clark looking. I think he thought maybe he was going to cross it, and I think maybe that was why his position was a little bit off. But still, I mean, that was that would be a lot. That would be a lot of keepers. That one. Yeah, it was one of those unexpected moments where you, you, you're not looking for that to happen. And even as a pro, as you and I know, as ex pros, that you know you look at it and you think, well, that would have been quite tricky to save, even if you were in the best position possible. It was a beautiful strike. So he yeah, strikes so- the ball really sweetly. He, oh, he does. He's, he's he's one of the best sort of dead ball players, and the fact that Barisic on the left, they've they've got that potent left right left right combination. Um, Rangers went in, you know, I wouldn't say dirty, but like you know, having to grind it out. And uh, yeah, Marta champions. So we'll they see how champions. that puts them. Um, so that also puts them top of the league. But um, I'm sure you will give us a rundown of the table in a little bit, as ever. Who did you want to talk about next, Richard? Pick, I want to talk Motherwell. I really enjoyed watching them against Aberdeen. Uh, a good crowd, decent support coming down from Aberdeen. Their section was full at Fir Park. Um, and and Motherwell with a really wonderful community programme. I can't remember if we mentioned it in the pod before, but uh, part of Motherwell's subscription scheme this year was you can make a small contribution and that would help to fund a season ticket for fans who might not be able to afford it. And and so therefore they were able to give several hundred season tickets, I can't remember exactly how many it was, to fans who couldn't necessarily afford it. And so therefore Fair Park looks full. And and the atmosphere generated is fantastic. And they have one of the best ex-plasterers from Holland in their attack at the moment, playing some of the best football. They were really entertaining. And Aberdeen, no mugs. Great win. No, oh, great win too. No, I mean, it was convincing that Liam Kelly had a, a bit of work to do. I mean, admittedly, a lot of it was straight at him, but he still had several saves to make. Um, Aberdeen just not really finding a way through. And uh, goes What's going to Kevin- on there? Kevin Van Der Been, we'll get to that in a second. Kevin Van Der Been and I can't remember who scored the second goal now. It was another. Uh, bear with me a second. But yeah, Aberdeen and all sorts of bother now. Like that's the amount, like three defeats in a row, or it's definitely two. I don't know if it's been yeah. two or three. Um, the other goal was scored by Ojala, or, or yeah, that's how you pronounce it, on the 59th minute. So um, yeah, two goal either side of the half. And. Uh, Aberdeen all of a sudden sitting in sixth place um, with eight points, but um, after five matches. But um, yeah, look, Motherwell, they're the team that I I thought they'd struggle, but they seem to have just recruited better than I thought. <laughs> um, so fair Somebody play. Somebody blasted them all. <laughs> yeah, and Tony Watts, uh, plenty of plenty of offensive threat. Like he, he's definitely um, seems to have settled at Fur Park as well. So he was getting quite a lot of abuse from the Aberdeen fans. Um, you know, kind of missed a couple of kind of reasonable chances early on, mm. but yeah, uh, yeah, it's nice to see him settling uh, just up the road in Lanarkshire from his Airdrie home. Uh, the other game I enjoyed: Hearts against Hibs. Goalkeepers on top. 
Yeah, I think both goalkeepers, like the David man of the matches, but um, yeah, Craig Gordon, I mean, he's come out this week and said, oh, I want to do a Buffon and play till I'm 42, so he's only 38, but I tell you what, at the moment, he's in the peak of his, peak of his powers because he has a couple of excellent saves in that derby. And He's not just 30, he must be lying. 38. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, well, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um... And uh, yeah, I mean, on the back of international duty as well. So I mean, you know, he, he played played all three games, and then um, and then went out at Edinburgh Derby and, and performed admirably. The um, the goalkeeper for Hibs, uh, whose name escapes me right at this moment in time, is Macy, I think it is. He also exceptional, a couple of really good saves to deny one to deny Gary McKay Stevens. I think he actually had one or two good chances and, and a couple of really good saves. So yeah, point of piece. Um Hibbs probably doing a fair amount of the attacking being away from home. But um yeah, like I said, it, it was even Stevens, so no bragging rights as of yet in that fixture, but a good fixture to have back in the top flight nonetheless. So Rangers are in the Champions League position. They would win the league today with 12 points, but we're not going to suspend it because COVID looks like it's moving on. Hibs in second place, Hearts in third. They're both 11 points with Hibs with a better goal difference and Motherwell in fourth. Celtic in fifth. They had a decent uh, turnout against Ross County and somebody who was not a new import scoring for them. Yeah, Albi Nayeti um, was... Celtic fans sort of felt it was last chance saloon for him um, with uh, Kyogo being out probably for about four weeks with a knee injury sustained in a match against China when he was playing for Japan. Uh, and obviously the departure of Odson Edward and Lee Griffiths. So um, yeah, not a lot of striking options at the moment. So Albion took about 50 minutes to get going. But in the second half, he uh, two good poachers goals. I mean, first one put in a plate for him by... Uh, Leo Labada, who was a bit wasteful in the first half himself. Um, and a, a debut goal for Cameron Carter-Vickers with a wicked deflection. Uh, probably, yeah, obviously quite fortunate, but um, one of those ones that loops over the keeper's head and not much he could do about that. Albion oh yeah, with the brace. And yeah, uh, smooth sailing in the end for Celtic 3-0 at home against Ross County, who had... One chance at 1-0 to, to equal, even up. Um, and, uh, yeah, Joe Hart with a really good save. So that, you know, would have made it maybe a little bit sticky. But, um, yeah, like I said, 3-0 and on the, on the move. That was a great move, actually, from Ross County for mm. the, the Joe Hart save. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I have to say, uh, watching Odson Edwards uh, appearing, at Crystal Palace and and dondering on, it's almost as if he's rediscovered his ability to pick the ball out from between his feet. Yeah, like he seems. Yeah, he seems to have a bit of. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a French word for it, but a bit of uh, bit of th- boom, a bit of something, but back, back about him again, sort of thing. So yeah, that'll he's do. just that uh, will do. Uh, he's just uh, yeah, he yeah, it looks more like the player he was, but you know, these things happen. Le Taxi, Joe Le Taxi. <laughs> uh, Dundee, uh, still donuts there. Actually, I didn't really enjoy that game. I saw a wee bit of the Lemmings the match, but my. Yeah, uh, not really much to say about that one, but toiling, toiling at both both ends. At Murn, yeah. really disappointing this season so far. Only three draws from there, five matches. 
Same as some same as Dundee, minus seven goal difference each um near the bottom of the table. And yeah, like I say, it's a couple of good chances against St. Martin and uh, just didn't mm. really execute in the way that they normally would. Uh Ian Harks, couple of good chances and the one on one near the end, who had that chance? That oh, looked like the best chance of the game. It's gone and forgotten. But yeah. But that 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 to me it hit it hit the post and he was unlucky. But I mean that to me was like the, the clearest trap chance of the game, sort of thing. But bit of a cue getting into that game actually, because the, 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 the as you know that there's all the kind of stoosh about uh, your COVID passports and uh, you know whether you can prove that you should be at the game and blah blah blah. Um, so there's very long queues outside that game. And that was only four thousand going to the sort of St. Mirren Dundee United game, and I think there were problems getting into Hamden. Um, the weekend before with with the Scotland game, but anyway, hopefully all that will get ironed out in the post COVID things that we will learn from and discuss Australia. Um, I've been sending you photos this week from Sydney. It's looking brilliant. The new stadium is looking amazing. I actually thought it was just going to be Sydney Olympic Park that was going to be uh, the ground that they use for the Women's World Cup, but they are actually going to use the new rectangular stadium that they're building at great expense, uh, and it looks fabulous. Uh, and and is going to be one of the kind of main venues for the 2023, which is not that far away. I'm actually I'm actually checking online now to make sure I can get my tickets in because I'm sure Scotland will be there. Yes, hopefully. Um, even with the retirement of um, Tim Tim Little, I think she retired. But Aye. um, yeah. But anyway, otherwise, all good. Yeah. Um, is that all our lead fixtures done, Richard? Did we cover them all? I think so. Uh, St. Johnson, <laughs> yeah, all of that, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Europa League is all happening oh, this week. Oh, my back. God. Celtic in Seville. Antonio, I'll let you roll. <laughs> oh, much to say, mate. It's um, obviously, obviously good for them to be back. There's been a few Real Betis uh, having to play on Monday night. So the, the Real Betis manager not particularly happy with that fixture, given the fact that they've got to turn out uh, Thursday night, uh Spain time uh, for Europe time for uh, for the fixture, so they're feeling that that's a bit of a short turnaround. I think one of their better players has also picked up an injury from that match as well, so that definitely helps Celtic. But as I've previously mentioned, uh, missing uh, Kyogo Farashi, so I think it's going to be uh, a big ask for Celtic, but. Hopefully, uh, come away with at least a point. But if they can jag a win, it'd be a great way to start the start the qualifying period. Of the- Betis haven't been rolling that well. I mean, they've they've lost a couple of their early games. One of their home games is against Real Madrid, um, which was never going to be an easy game. But they they are not mugs but by the same token they're not the best of Spanish and uh, we're getting them quite early on in the season so therefore I think it could be quite interesting Yeah I think um, Ange Postcarclou did sort of indicate that a few of the Celtic players who are injured might be coming back so James Forrest obviously falls into that that category Um, so hopefully he's uh, back in the mix Um, it was good to see James McCarthy get a little run out against Ross County so he's obviously hopefully back in the in the squad Um, and I think the only one that's one of the ones that's missing is Nia Beaton so I don't think he might have a bit of a question mark around him Um, but yeah like you know I I, I just at the moment they're just still a bit light on in certain parts of the pitch and Jota had a reasonable debut without really sort of blown the house down sort of thing but 
Um, definitely Cameron Kartovic is definitely quite solid at the back. So it'll be interesting to see whether he goes with him and Starfelt again at the back for another uh, another partnership uh, midweek. So we'll see how it, see where it goes. Rangers against Leon. Yeah, so um, the question marks, I was just having a quick look at Twitter there just as we were coming to air and uh, uh, sorry, the Daily Mail's reporting that Moussa Dembele and uh, Zerd and Shakiri will both be missing uh, for the trip to Ibrox. So that's a couple of big blows for Leon. Bit of a bonus for Rangers. The other bonus for Rangers is that Connor Dolson will be back from isolation because he had to isolate on the weekend due to COVID, but he will be back. So that's a double a double plus for Rangers. Um, yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a tough game for them. Um, but you know, if they can get at least get a draw, then that I think you know, if you assume that Leon will win the group, then that puts them in good stead for that second place. But you know, they're probably Steven Gerrard will be doing it to take the three points, no doubt about that at home. Yeah, so. I think that'd be a really tight game actually. And, mm. and 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 Rangers have been playing reasonably well without being particularly convincing. Um, and and they're going to be competitive. Same same at this particular stage of the season with Celtic going to Spain and Betis being a couple of weeks into the season. I think you argue that you know, there's a couple of weeks more maturity, but yeah, I think Rangers as well do their counter attacking style in Europe does tend to suit them quite well. So if Leon do dominate that possession, then you know they are the Rangers are set up to hit in the counter. That does tend to be how they sort of play. So it might it might actually. They might match up quite well against them, but we will see. I always have this theory about the first 10, 11 minutes are the kind of crucial moments of uh, any Scottish team playing at home in Europe. Sets the, sets the tone, as they say. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, the coming weekend brings Aberdeen against St. Johnson. Oof. Um, well, I think both teams in need of a win. <laughs> I think that's the... I, that's the, the the catch try with that one, to be honest, because I mean I don't think St Johnson are sitting eighth, so they are on seven points. Sorry, St Johnson. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, they are on seven points. Yes, that's right. So um, no, no, three points. Sorry, no, my apologies. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at goal. I'm looking at goals away. Sorry, yeah. no, so Dundee three, United are on seven points. We are yes, safe, you're right. man. Yes. We yes. are totally safe. Yes. So St Johnson, three points. So they desperately need a win, but Aberdeen only on eight points so they're sort of sitting on that sixth spot at the moment Dundee United right behind them um yeah I'm a bit of a yeah hard to say how this one this one's trying to play out because you'd you start the season you'd be like Aberdeen at home yet they're going to turn it into a fortress I think Scott Brown was out in the media this week saying exactly that we want to turn it back into a fortress again but uh, St Johnson no mugs I'm going to say 2-1 Aberdeen with zero confidence Cool. I'll take a draw. Um, I actually just really fancy St. Johnson to kind of get back into some kind of competitiveness. They've lost a couple of decent players, but I think that's actually probably galvanised the squad. Um, and I think Aberdeen are hopeless. <laughs> All righty. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Hibernian versus St. Martin at Easter Road. Richards, what are your thoughts? Uh, St Myrna have been hopeless too and and I really feel for them because I think they've, they've, they're much better organised, they're better to watch uh, they played quite well against United at the weekend uh, although we were still better but Hibs are just a good team and uh, and they are 
for all that we've been really, well, I maybe have been a bit uncharitable about Jack Ross and his kind of style. He is imposing a style on Hibs, and they are a quality side, and and they've they've recruited well, they've retained well, and I think that they've got the makings of a side to challenge for at least third place this season. Yeah, I agree. I, I think they should win comfortably here at home this weekend. If they've got aspirations of finishing third and beating Hearts, who look, who seem to be the team to, to beat for a third spot at the moment, obviously things can change. It's a long season, but as it stands at the moment, you'd have to think that Hearts are the, the team to beat there. So they're going to have to win at home, obviously, you know, nearly all the time. So I, I, I think I can see this being, let's say, 2 0. Ross County are at home to Hearts. Yeah, um, I thought Ross County, they, I'd say they created one or two chances against Celtic. They just unfortunately didn't didn't take them. Um, I think at home they've got a bit of an advantage, like the long bus trip up there. Um, got reasonable support. I want to say two each, but I could see Hearts winning 2-1. So I think I'm ready to 2-1 Hearts. I'm actually going to go a draw. I think Ross County played very well against Celtic and defended very, very well. Um, they don't have an attacking threat, and Hearts clearly do. But I just see enough about Ross County that if if they're going to get a point, this will be it. And, and if they don't get a point, then I'm afraid, yeah, guys, that's it. It's taxis and relegation material. Yeah, I, I, I still think they're going to be in that mire, unfortunately. Um, but I, I, sometimes you do see teams that have played against the old from the week before. They do look, you know, can be a bit jaded the week after. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, I'll say Hearts 2-1. No Hamilton Ackies this year to give them a kind of, uh, <laughs> or it could be, could no be. Uh, great game. Looking forward to Ooh. on Sunday, Dundee United against Dundee. When's the last time this fixtures? Oh, obviously being the in the sorry in the championship, it was only two seasons ago. Yes, that's right. So, so the f- first time in the Premiership for five seasons, I think. Yeah, it's a while. Cool. So it'd be interesting game. I think Lee Griffiths has been a great signing for Dundee, but I mean, I, I don't think he's made any impact as an attacking. But but they they're a good team, and United are a good team. This will be a cracker, and it's a sellout. Excellent. I think the atmosphere, so it's on the Cayo, so it's on the Sky Sports this weekend, so it's the, the game of the round, so that will be, um, be good to watch. I am going to tip a 1-0 win to Dundee United. Yes. I'm so I think it will be that. a typical derby. It will be all guns blazing the first 20 minutes. It will be very frenetic, and then it will settle down a bit into the second half. But I think Dundee United just with a little bit more. Charlie Adam apparently might come back from injury to play on the weekend, but I just think that Dundee United are a little bit more running, so I think they might be the be able to... Well, I would argue a wee bit more quality as well and probably a bit more maturity, but it just shows you that there's very kind of shades between the the, the bottom of the Scottish Premiership and the top of the the, the First Division. Uh, Livingston against Celtic... Well, it's a, st- it's a sticky one. This the, the Celtic, I think, taking a point out of the last four or five trips to Almondville. So this is by no means a, a gimme win. And coming back from Seville. Yeah, and coming back from Seville as well. So I, 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 
you know, as a Celtic fan, I'd happily take a 1-0 win. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be something like that. It's going to be very, very tight. So 1-0, one each, but hopefully 1-0. But um, hard play, Celtic seem to struggle. Everyone seems to struggle. Like I don't know. Hopefully Ange has a magic formula for dealing with the AstroTurf at the Tony Macaroni, but we will see. Well, I think Livingston mints this season, and I, even with the kind of travelling involved, I think it'd be a 2 0 for Celtic. Uh, Rangers have got Motherwell. This is another interesting one. Uh, Rangers, big game against Leon, big, big guys up for a big, big game on Thursday night, then playing on Sunday at lunchtime. I know they're all very fit. Motherwell looking brilliant. Yeah, look, Motherwell have nothing to lose here, and they're on the, obviously on the riding a bit of a crest of a wave. So definitely beating Aberdeen will definitely stand them in plenty of confidence going to Ibrox. So, you know, if they if they put a performance in and Liam Kelly like was pulling the saves like he did against Aberdeen last week, then you know, they definitely give Rangers a game. It was by no means a a, a, a done deal for them. So two I'm still Rangers, say, <laughs> sorry to say Rangers two one, but um but I, I think, you know, I think Motherwell can give them a bit of a, a bit of a bloody nose. Final thoughts, Antonio. Dominic Mackay bowing out of the Celtic CEO role after 72 days. Um, bit of a weird one. Uh, personal reasons listed. Obviously, everyone was a bit concerned that it was um, like a family illness or something like that, but apparently that's not the case. So it seems to be airing more towards that maybe he wasn't quite quite up to it um so yeah so like i said so a funny one um one of their board members is sitting in an interim position at the moment but um yeah the modernization the modernization of celtic will take a bit longer um and my final thought is is the english premier league any good um actually <laughs> no it's full of um private equity and Qatari doped clubs and it just so happens that somebody who was doing reasonably well in the Scottish League rocked up and scored after just 26 seconds of his first appearance uh, I just kind of think that sometimes we sell ourselves a bit too short but that's a traditional Scottish attitude um, Anthony it's been a joy as ever we will share this internationally and many people will feed us back thank you so much for listening and we'll speak to you again in a week or so. Speak to you next time, Richard. Cheers.